Welcome to episode 245 of X-Lamps, where it's a, a sort of kind of Sunday special, if you're listening in real time anyway. And we are going to be talking about, uh, let me let me see if I can get this all in one breath here, the Marvel Unlimited Infinity Comics X-Men Unlimited. Oof, it's a lot of words to explain a very, very short story. Um, you know, that said, uh, this might just be the shortest episode of this program yet, and I know I say that all the time, and usually when I say that... It leads to like an hour-long episode, but I don't think we got that here today because uh, decompression, we got it in spades. Uh, This is a very, very quick and breezy story. Not to say that it's bad, and uh, certainly the price is right, but uh, there isn't a whole heck of a lot to it. And again, that's not a a terrible thing since, uh, you know, I was... I was actually planning on starting to take weekends off after I hit the one-year mark on the daily podcast train. And even though in recent weeks I've been, you know, using the weekend in order to release compilations, you know, things like the Collected X Laps and the uh, Chris and Reggie Total packages, stuff like that. But even that takes time. You know, even that takes a bit of effort to remaster and uh, make sure that the sound is as close to being as, you know, as level as possible because... You know, sometimes uh, levels are all over the place, especially in between episodes. So when you're merging things, it's like I would hate to have someone listening on their headphones and then it goes from one episode to the other and it goes from like a four to an eight on the loudness scale. So I try to remaster them and that does take a little bit of time. But after I hit the one year mark, I wasn't even going to do that. I was just going to take time off on the weekends here to uh, recalibrate and maybe get a little bit ahead on my scripting. But then, out of nowhere, X-Men Unlimited is here, and uh, well, that's what we're going to be devoting the weekends to uh, for the next little while. For as long as it's running, for the, as long as it's running weekly, uh, we'll, uh, we'll try to tackle it every single week as well. Now, uh, with all the pre-ramble out of the way, let's get into it. This is X-Men Unlimited Volume 3, Number 2. No cover date, since there's really no cover, but we'll just say September 2021. Written by Jonathan Hickman, with art by Declan Shalvey. Letters, VCs Joe Sabino. Edits, Bisa white Sabolsky. This one was released, I think, September 12th, 2021. But uh, everything's been backdated on Marvel Unlimited. It's very bizarre. Like, everything shows as being released on September 2nd. And, I mean, this whole Infinity Comics thing didn't even launch until September 9th. So... I don't know. I don't know. We're, we'll just, uh, I'm, I'm trying to keep track of these things as they come out and just jotting down the, uh, the date that I noticed them appearing on the app to get it as close to accurate as possible. At least, I mean, who cares really, right? Anyway, let's get into the story. Now we pick up scrolling down for like five seconds where we rejoin our hero who, if you remember, just went boom. 
Now, the explosion is so massive that it burns Wolverine down to some, like, deep-fried skin. All of his hair is singed off, his clothes are, you know, in tatters. Now, he's still able to somehow make it back to the AIM cruiser, or base, or thing, or the place. You know, the place where, where this stuff is going down. Now, at the door, he's confronted by an AIM beekeeper. And as you might imagine, the baddie isn't keen on letting old Wolverine in. Unfortunately for him, Logan's got a master key of sorts. Uh, once letting himself in via his adamantium lockpick, the AIM agent shoots Wolverine point-blank in the face. It should come as no surprise that this doesn't actually do much of anything to slow our man down. Next we know he stood before three different doors, three different elevator shafts. Now the aimer attempts to attack from behind, and uh, as you might imagine, it does not go well for him. And oh, it's probably worth noting that Wolverine's healing factor has been in overdrive since the explosion, so he's almost back to looking normal here, well, or as normal as he ever looks. Now he notices a small safe next to the doors, and he asks the aimer for the combination. And he gets it. Now the thing of it was, Wolverine noted that the safe appeared to be refrigerated, 10 degrees cooler than the air outside, and he's got a sneaking suspicion what might be inside, and, well, it's a six-pack of beer. And it's, uh, it's actually Ted's beer. Who's Ted? Well, uh, he's one of the guys that Wolverine facilitated the death of last issue. I mean, I don't want to say he killed Ted, because that might result in a five-part trial miniseries we'll have to cover on the show. So he just facilitated the death. Anyway, now Logan offers the aimer a brew, to which he is called, quote, murderous mutant scum. Wolverine finishes his first beer and asks the beekeeper to direct him down the correct elevator shaft in order to find his uh, kidnapped friends. Now from here, and I mentioned decompression, we get what would probably amount to like three or four pages if this were a print book, of Wolverine repeatedly punching this guy in the face until he cracks. Like for real, like if you're following along with me here and you're starting to get the gimmick of at least this first story of X-Men Unlimited, a lot of it has to do with using, basically using scrolling. You know, we're, we're getting progression here, and it's an interesting experiment. Don't get me wrong here, I'm not calling it out for being anything other than what it is, which is uh, trying to use this, uh, this new technology in a way that doesn't feel necessarily forced. Like, we're not going from panel to panel, so this isn't like we're tapping on our screen and it's moving us to another panel and we're getting the weird views and it's zooming in on a balloon. And I mean, that stuff's cool, too. But it is kind of clunky. Like, it doesn't actually feel like you're reading a comic book. In my opinion, of course. Whereas with these Infinity comics, at least X-Men Unlimited, because I've only read this and it's Jeff, and it's Jeff is its own, no pun intended, its own animal. But the gimmick here for X-Men Unlimited feels like we're scrolling. We're pro progressing through a story uh, in a less passive sort of way, because we're kind of in control of the... The speed of the action, in a way. I mean, we're talking about static images, of course, but we are sort of in control of the tempo, like how quickly we scroll and all that kind of stuff here. So this is good use of this new format, but for real, you're probably scrolling for like 10 seconds now to get through this scene. And that's, uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, it's, it's just a thing. Anyway, the aimer finally tells him to use the middle door. And so Wolverine kicks the door open and sees that it's quite a long way down. And, I mean, we just talked about scrolling. You're, you're ready to scroll a little bit more? Okay. Well, Wolverine jumps down the elevator shaft, and he's cracking brews all along the way. And about eight or so seconds of scrolling later, he arrives at the bottom. 
There he finds Modok hooked up to like a bunch of organic looking stuff and encased in some sort of a membranous glass thing in the ground. I- I'm not sure exactly what we're looking at here, but uh, it looks pretty cool. Anyway, it's here that Wolverine realizes that the AIM Beekeeper lied to him, and we wrap up with that AIM Beekeeper giving us a little puffy-faced giggle. And that, my friends, is where we end it. Our next episode of X-Lapse will be uh, dealing with, uh, what is his name, Manslaughter, over in the pages of X-Force. So, what did we think of this issue, or this story, or this uh, installment, I suppose we could call it? It's a toughie, isn't it? It's a toughie to talk about since it is something totally different from what we're uh, used to here on the show and just here in comics fandom, right? This is a whole new thing. Uh, And like I said last episode that we discussed this, I certainly see the potential here. And I think that it's... uh, It could be very exciting. I certainly don't want to see this take over for traditional comics in any way. Um, But as an aside, I think it's it's a neat little diversion. It's a neat little thing here. It gives us the opportunity to, I don't know, experience maybe a lighter story. And and seeing Jonathan Hickman crafting a lighter story that isn't predicated on the cliche high concepts and the condescending pseudoscience, it's uh, pretty cool, right? It's a a pretty neat little story. And, I mean, we could say that uh, we're not getting a whole lot here. But again, the price is right. This is something that's being included with the Marvel Unlimited subscription, at least for now. We don't know if there's a tier thing coming. I hope there isn't a tier thing coming. I don't know if this is just them giving us a taste of the exclusives and being like, Hey, how you like these Infinity comics? How would you like paying a couple bucks more a month for them? And again, I have absolutely no insider knowledge here, and hopefully that isn't the case. But you know me, I am ever the cynic, and I always wait for... uh, as I like to say, the uh, other shoe to drop. So we'll we'll yeah you know, we'll put a pin in that and not worry about it until it's something that's uh, actually on the horizon, if it ever is. Now, as I mentioned here, there isn't much to this story, and I think last time we discussed Unlimited, I mentioned that it felt very much like like a Wolverine installment that would have appeared in Marvel Comics Presents, and that's not praise, nor is it you know anything bad especially when we take into account how many of these Infinity comics we're getting a week, where if we were to take the entire week's offerings of uh, the Infinity comics, compile them into one thing, it would very much feel like a uh, current year version of Marvel Comics Presents. And as such, this Wolverine story would be perfect. Part of me wonders and kind of hopes that we'll start getting physical versions of these uh, somewhere down the line. Maybe they'll be trade collections. I I really don't know what the uh, format would be or could be, because as I mentioned, uh, we had a lot of scrolling in this issue, and a lot of the story felt like it was uh, being progressed by that scrolling, and I really don't know how you replicate that in a physical comic, other than, I don't know, just chopping it up and then, like, putting it on the page in any way it might fit, which, I mean, the collector part of me would be really for that, because, you know, it, it does bug me. That there are bits and pieces of this Hox, Pox, Docs, Rock, Socks uh, era that I cannot physically own. I mean, that might just sound like I'm a crazy old man or a hoarder of some sort, but it bothers me that there is some of the story that, at least as far as we know, we're never going to actually have. And therein lies a little bit of uh, the subconscious disconnect I might have with this uh, project wherein I feel like they're not going to be able to really uh, make any waves in the Unlimited title. 
because, and I mean, not that they have to make waves everywhere. I, I've commented before when we read solicits, like, how many times can we read a solicit where it's like, Krakoa is shaken to its core? It's like, again? <laughs> it's like, that's the fourth time this month. How, how, how do we keep shaking this thing to its core? So, I mean, it doesn't have to. But, I mean, it's nice going into a comic with uh, not so much an expectation, but uh, the feeling that, you know, anything can happen. Whereas I don't think we're going to get that in the Unlimited book. I think these are going to be very, very safe and, for lack of a better term, inoffensive. Like, they're not going to move the needle very much. They're not going to shake anything up. And, I mean, that's not a good thing. That's not a bad thing. It's just kind of a thing. Um, it reminds me of back around around the turn of the century when, you know, Internet wasn't what it is now, right? A lot of us were still on dial-up. I mean, I was on dial-up until, like, 2005. So I was definitely... Still on dial-up around 1998 and 1999, but I do remember that Marvel put out a digital-exclusive chapter of uh, the Gambit ongoing series at the time, the uh, Fabian Niciasa series. And if I'm recalling right, it actually revealed some very important information about uh, the story that was going on in the series, and I remember the backlash that Marvel faced for doing that, in that, you know... They left out a whole grip of their fan base who couldn't access these books, or even if they had the internet, were on such slow speeds that it would take them a day and a half to download an issue of a comic book. And even though I might be the only person to remember that, or maybe maybe I just made it up in my mind, um, I uh, think it gives me this weird subconscious expectation, or maybe lack of expectation, as to the impact that this X-Men Unlimited series will ultimately have. But, uh, I mean, it's still way, way, way too early to tell. And, uh, I mean, you know me, I, I do the hot takes <laughs> very, very often, probably too often. But for what it's worth, uh, this is still a pretty fun story. I mean, we're only two parts in. But again, the price is right. It's nice getting something exclusive. It's nice getting something extra. And I hope that it's uh, enough incentive for some folks who might be on the fence about diving into Marvel Unlimited just for the, you know, amazing archives uh, that are available to you. If you do, then maybe they pop in here. Maybe they try it for a month. They, tr they want to see the Unlimited books, and then they maybe dip into some Silver Age, Golden Age, Bronze Age, you know, any age of Marvel Comics and maybe discover something new that they love or rediscover something that they loved back in the long ago. Anyway, with all that said, uh, I suppose I should probably say a few words about the story we get. Um, first of all, Declan Shalvey is a treasure. Uh, the art here was very, very good. I mean, it should go without saying. It's exactly what we would expect. It's, it's wonderful, wonderful stuff. And as for the story, it's, you know, I don't know how many pages this would translate to, but uh, it's X amount of pages of Wolverine acting like a badass. And, uh, I mean, you really can't go wrong in that sort of situation, can you? So if you currently have Marvel Unlimited, there's uh, no reason not to check this out. Um, I don't know if it's enough to get you to sign on to Marvel Unlimited if you're not already. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I guess mileage will vary from there. But uh, we will continue covering these on the show. And if we ever do get to a point that does push you over the precipice to uh, signing on to Marvel Unlimited, I would love to hear... What story was the one that finally made you do it? So please let me know if and when you uh, join the dark side of uh, digital comics, which you guys know me by now if, you're, if you've been listening for a while. Digital comics are not my, uh, my way of reading comics. So this is a, it's a pretty big step for me. I'm uh, either maturing and broadening my horizons or I've just been beaten into submission. I guess <laughs> I guess I will leave that to other people to uh, decide. But uh, 
that is X-Men Unlimited, but we're not done yet because we have our special backup story. This is It's Jeff number two, the wonderful It's Jeff number two. This had a September 2021 cover date, I think. We'll say, you know, just for argument's sake. Story's called Shock Cycle, written by Kelly Thompson with art by Guru Hiru. Edits Go Wacka Sabolski, released, again, it says September 2nd. I think I first saw it on the app on September 12th. No, no, wait, I, I just lied to you. This one, I think, came out on September 9th, along with It's Jeff number one. So, released, we'll say September 9th, and we'll just keep our fingers crossed that Marvel is a little bit more accurate with their uh, release dates from this point on here. Anyway, we got a very, very short and very adorable Jeff story to discuss today. We open with Jeff looking for a place to, uh, to rest his weary cartilage and take a nap. Uh, now, he's in a basement, and he finds his way into a laundry basket where he catches a few Z's. And uh, if you have a small dog at home, you, you might be familiar with this phenomenon where they find their way into the laundry, and uh, and then, you know, you pick up the basket, and it's just a little bit heavier than you might expect. And it's like, oh, there, well, there's a chihuahua in here, so what are you going to do? Anyway, as he sleeps, Kate Bishop, the other Hawkeye, and can we talk about how annoying it is to have two Hawkeyes? I mean, that, how many, I mean, you can pick any name, any name. Why do we need two Hawkeyes? I don't know. That's a, that's an argument for other people who are more familiar with these characters, I suppose. Anyway, now she is here to do laundry. And so into the wash, the load goes, including our favorite tiny land shark. And so she starts the machine and it begins to fill with water. And as it does so, Jeff looks to be pretty scared. Until the spin cycle, in which he's just loving life here. He's swishing and swashing and flipping upside down, but just loving life. Now, at this point, I'm going to guess that the machine was making some gnarly thunking sounds. Because Kate's back in the basement, freaking out about something, being among the Tide Pods there, and then finding out it's Jeff. She opens the washer, Jeff comes flopping out, and all's good in the hood. And that is where we part company with our good friend Jeff. And, uh, I mean, what can I say about this story? <laughs> I mean, it's not a whole lot to it again, but, uh, I loved every bit of it. You know, I mean, this is, this is stupid smile territory. You know, I'm just sitting here with a goofy grin. I mean, these are comics. My wife is not a big comic book fan, but uh, I've shown her Jeff the Landshark, and, uh, she thinks that Jeff is like the, the cutest thing in comics, and it's really hard to argue. Jeff is really, really cool and, and fun. To, I, I, you know, I'd say it's fun to read, even though we're not really reading it. We're just kind of following along with his little silent adventures. But uh, it's a blast. It's an absolute blast. I'm so happy that this is a thing. And uh, again, I mean, this is, I think I said this last time, but uh, I hope that this gets collected physically because I, I just want this. I want this in my hands. <laughs> I want to own an issue of It's Jeff in print. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. And this one, I think, would be a little bit easier to um, translate into a physical form rather than the X-Men Unlimited chapter because, like I said, the scrolling. It's all predicated on scrolling, and the progression is kind of informed by by the scrolling. Here, it's different. It's a, it's a gag. It's a gag strip. So you could basically lay this thing out any way you want to, and it, it'll still be... A satisfying, fun, and adorable little visit with the land shark. And while a few moments ago I said X-Men Unlimited might not, you know, make you, you know, get over the fence and want to get on Marvel Unlimited, well, it's Jeff might get you over the uh, over the hump there and make you want to sign up because it is really something else. It's it's so much fun, and I, and I know Marvel Unlimited has like their seven day trial period. So if anybody has any curiosity about how a Jeff the Land Shark comic might work. 
maybe uh, maybe chip in those seven days and uh, and give uh, the first. I think we're up to four or five issues of It's Jeff that have already hit the app. So you'll have, I don't know, like four minutes worth of reading, but it'll be a very fun four minutes worth of reading. And we will continue, including Jeff, in our uh, coverage of the Infinity books for just as long as they keep making them. So uh, look forward to that. I know I am. It's uh, pretty much all I can do not to uh, not to jump ahead. So I have not read the third chapter, the fourth chapter, and if there is a fifth chapter, I haven't read that either. So it's it's a fun one, and I always look forward to uh, spending a little bit of time with the tiny shark. But, my friends, that will do it for today. If anybody out there would like to get a hold of me, I would love for you to do so. You can find me on Twitter at Ace Comics. You can shoot me an email over to weirdcomicshistory at gmail.com. You can call into the X-Labs voicemail hotline at 623-396-JERK. Now, for blog posts and show notes, you can head over to chrisoninfiniteearths.com, which I'm finding is uh, less and less mobile-friendly. So if you're checking out the site on your phone or a little uh, device, it's probably an even uglier experience than uh, it is on a desktop or laptop. So uh, apologies there. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out whether or not I'm going to stay on, on Blogger or finally get my guts together and make the move to WordPress. We will... Uh, we will see. We will see, because I'm tired of it looking so uh, so crappy. I've put so much work into it, and it still looks like crap. So uh, we'll see where that goes. Where was I? Oh, yes, you could join us on Facebook. Our little group is 90s X-Men. And, of course, for the complete archives, you can head to chrisandreggie.podbean.com, and that's available on every application, device, and uh, those other words that mean things that you uh, listen to things on. Now, with all that said, I would like to thank you all so much for spending a little bit of your day with me today. And until next time, as always, I'll talk to you again real soon. See ya.